Hey guys, I have a question for you. Are you ready for something new and for your life to take a meaningful direction? Well, we are about to take a big step into the world of possibilities, a place where we don't like to talk about how bad things are, but rather of how great things could be. Here, we look at the world with a new set of eyes, learn our thing or two, and by inspiring each other, we try to find happiness in new realities. I'm Anne Therese, and this is my podcast, Hey Change. Hi guys, before we dive into today's episode of Change, I want to quickly introduce our awesome sponsor, the sustainable and ethical activewear brand Vayama. And if you listened to my previous episode, episode 031, you learned a thing or two about how in fact most of the clothes we wear when doing yoga or other kinds of workout are actually filled with toxins and how that of course is not at all good for your skin, your health or for this planet. So. I'm super stoked to have Vayama as my sponsor and guys, I have their clothes myself and I wouldn't say this if I didn't mean it, I'm in love. They're super comfortable and it fits your body like a glove and it just feels so good to wear clothes that I know are made from sustainable and naturally sourced fabrics and that I know won't do any harm for me or to this precious planet. So, as you are a Hey Change listener, you get 15% off your first purchase by using the code Hey change 15 at checkout. It's all in one word, all capital, hey change number 15. So make a mental note right now to head over to vayama.com and check them out. All right, guys, get some awesome, sustainable, and ethical activewear and use the code hey change 15 to get 15% off your first purchase. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Hey Change. Today we're going to talk about something that might not be the most expected topic for this podcast but one that I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time and that I find myself struggling with all the time which is social media. Because I don't know about you but I find myself having a constant love-hate relationship to it and especially Instagram and I can't help but think if maybe sometimes it's taking more than it gives. Because even though it's an amazing tool that allows you to connect with people from all over the world and that gives you an outlet to inspire and to be inspired, it's also allowing us to constantly compare ourselves to others. And not just to others, but to their perfected, polished and edited versions of themselves. Because, I mean, let's face it, um, we all just share our highlights and when life is interesting and fun. I mean, nothing wrong with that. That's what I do too. But what happens then when we're comparing that polished world to our own real one? What effect does that have on our mental health? And the biggest question of all, is it making us less happy? I know that as humans, we measure our happiness in relativity which means that we compare and evaluate our life to how it meets the expectations that we put out. 
And so, if our expectations is for our life to look as put together and as fabulous as all the Instagram feed we're following, what's that doing to our ability to truly be in the moment and treasure life? Like I said, this is something I've thought about a lot and I've been dying to have a conversation about it here on Hey Change. So I'm super excited to share this episode with Amanda Holstein, a blogger and social influencer that I have personally followed and admired for quite some time. And I feel so honored that she agreed to take time out of her weekend to meet with me and to talk to all of you listeners of Hate Change. Amanda Holstein is a San Francisco-based lifestyle blogger and social media expert, and also the founder of the blog Advice from a 20-something. And she has dedicated big parts of her adult life to helping people in their 20s deal with life. On her blog, you will find inspiring and helpful posts about basically anything, like how to nail a job interview, the best way to holiday shop for your boyfriend, or just like the things you think about when going on your first date or going to get your first job or anything you can possibly think of that you need to deal with in your 20s. And um, one thing I really like about Amanda is that she's trying to be very real on social media and to make sure that her followers don't feel like they're less than her. So I'm super stoked that she wanted to do this episode with me. And some things that we're going to cover are how much of your personal space should you share with others? How do you find balance between inspiring others and sharing your day and, you know, just truly being in the moment to make sure you don't miss out on life? So I hope this episode can give you some new insights into this additional social world uh, or the perfect cloud as I like to call it. And maybe as you're listening, start reflecting some on your own relationship to Instagram and other social platforms like how much time do you actually spend on there? And um, do you ever experience FOMO from scrolling down your feed and thinking that everyone else's life seemed to be so perfect? And are you, like me sometimes, guilty of feeling the need to share each highlight of your day through your Snapchat story or Instagram? I would love to hear your thoughts. So maybe after having listened to the episode and feel like you need to share something, just please leave a comment on my website or on Instagram. Or if you prefer, you can reach out to me directly. Just go over to the contact window at heychange.net. This is a very important topic, and I think it's even more important that we talk about it. So please share. All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is the blogger and social media guru, Amanda Holstein. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Hey Change and welcome to a very hot room <laughs> in the Mission in San Francisco. I'm sitting here on the floor with Amanda Holstein. Hi! How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. And we can share a secret, we just had some Cuban food. Yes, it was delicious. Very delicious. Mm-hmm. A good way to start off a podcast. Yeah, I, I think so Get some too. energy going, you know, yeah. get the vibes going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, please tell us a little bit why you decided to become a blogger. Sure. Um... So when I first graduated from college, I, like most 20-somethings, had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, So I remember being at my first job. I was a receptionist at an ad agency, and I was bored out of my mind, and I spent the whole day basically on the computer, um, and I started to discover some of the earlier blogs, like Cupcakes and Cashmere, 
And I just remember seeing them and being like, oh, I want to do this. Like, I'm always giving my friends advice on fashion and beauty, and this just seems like so much fun. So I started out just doing it as a creative outlet. Um, And then I luckily found this company that was kind of one of the first influencer networks. So they were running campaigns with bloggers and brands. So I got an internship with them. And that's when I really learned about the blogging industry and the business behind it. And I just got so inspired to create a new blog after learning, you know, the ins and outs of what some of the more successful bloggers were doing and what brands wanted. So I did it out of, you know, a love for creativity and also just to kind of explore my passions and see where it led me. I didn't necessarily have the intention of going full time when I started it. I just needed an outlet and needed to have my own thing where I could create and do what I wanted with it and then just kind of see where where it went. So in the beginning it was more like just your way of expressing your creative side and like mm-hmm. having something that really interested you apart from like your job, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times would you say you changed your theme or your entire blog since you first started? Only once. Okay. I mean, the big change really only happened once. When I first created a blog, um, it was called Color Me Blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had really, there was no reason behind the name. It just kind of sounded right to me. And I, you know, played with web design and photography and just kind of experimented. And then once I was working for that company and learning more about the business, that's when I started from scratch with a more strategic um, mindset behind it. So that's when I started Advice from a 20-something. And I haven't, you know, changed it dramatically since then. I think it's changed gradually as I've grown, but uh, there's really only been one kind of major change. And how long have you been doing it? Um, I launched Advice from a 20-something in 2012. So it's been six years of that. (laughs) And to just back up a little bit, um, because I think what I was thinking about when you said that you work for this ad agency Mm -hmm. and were bored out of your mind, Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people find themselves in similar situations where they're like, expect something to be very challenging and fun and mm-hmm. like oh i'm working for an ad agency which is super cool yeah. you know and then they're like wait a second this is not at all what i wanted it to <laughs> yeah. be like um so just know that doesn't mean that something looks good on paper for sure that yeah right and your you. your experience of it is really going to depend on where you are in your life and what your role is there and it just for me it it i'm glad i did it because it helped me discover my true passion but um, you're definitely going to be in jobs that you don't feel a passion for, especially in the beginning as you're trying to figure things out. And I think also something I've learned along that way is that most jobs you get first out of college or even like as you're in high school and hustling side time, it's main, most probably not going to be the one you're like aiming for, like yeah. your dream job, but it's also something you've said, it's part of the journey. Yes. And it adds more value than you might think. For sure. And you learn what you don't want to do. I mean, I think there's just as much value in learning what you don't like than learning what you do like. So, you know, taking those jobs and doing those experiences, even if the majority of the time you don't enjoy it, you're learning like, oh, I don't like sitting behind a desk or I don't have a passion for advertising or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It, It helps you learn so that when you take your next step, you can now focus on what you do like. Yeah, and I... 
I guess, or I'm thinking that that's kind of like the advice your people are asking you for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't like my job. Or yes. what am I supposed to do with my life? I get I that feel lost question and, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. And that is a big reason that I started a blog about advice and started kind of a modern advice column because I felt like when I was in my early 20s, there were so many questions I had about life and there were so many assumptions I had about what your career path was supposed to look like. And I realized that we all had these assumptions and that they were all wrong because no one had ever really taught us that, you know, your career path isn't just one long line or, you know, you're, you're not going to know, you might not know what you want to do in your 20s for the rest of your life or you might never know what you want to do for the rest of your life and that's totally okay but no one was really telling me that and I realized that none of my friends knew that either so that was kind of one of the bigger um things that inspired me to to give advice to other 20-somethings and to be like hey we're all going through this we all have no idea what we're doing um but we're all going to get through it together Hmm. Is there ever a time where someone asks a question and you just don't know how to answer it? Not really. I I feel like, I don't know if, I mean, I think giving advice is something that comes really naturally to me, but I might not always have the answer of what they should do, but I do always have an opinion on how they should think about their problem differently. And I think that's more of the advice that I'm giving is how to think about your issue in a different way so that you can then know what to do with it yourself. I'm not necessarily giving them like the exact next step to solve it, but mm-hmm. it's more just how to think about things differently. Yeah, most times too, everyone has their own personal journey. Yeah. And it's very important to realize you can you can always try to advise someone, right. I think, but it all comes down to, well, that advice is coming from your you wholeheartedly yeah. from your own past experiences, but you know your experiences might be different, so mm-hmm. your situation might be different. Totally. And even though I'm, you know, I want my best and I'm really trying to help you, it's, I'm not. I don't even know if I can help you. Right. But yeah, and but it, it's really like I feel like a lot of the times when I'm giving advice, the consistent thing I'm always saying is listen to your gut and listen to what you really feel deep down, because mm-hmm. usually when people come to me for advice, they already kind of know what they want to do, but they're just looking for confirmation. Mm -hmm. And so all I really need to tell them is like, you already know your decision. Like you just need to feel that confidence that that's, you know, that's the right thing to do. If that's what you're feeling deep down, then it is the right thing to do. Why do you think it's so hard to trust your intuition? Because it is. It is. It's so hard. And especially as you're growing up, I think this is something we work on building over time is, trusting your intuition but there's fears that get in the way there's um you know worrying about what other people are going to think how people close to you are going to be affected by your decisions I mean there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way so it's hard to you know dig through that crap and get to the answer um but I think that's like a, a muscle that we all work on strengthening throughout our whole lives Totally. Yeah. I can see myself continuing this conversation about intuition, know. <laughs> which is another topic. We yeah. should have you back on the show. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're in your 20s and looking for advice, or if you're even older or younger, whatever, um, advice from a 20-something is a really good, great blog. Um, I found you a few years ago and been a fan ever since. So it's an Thank honor you. to be here with you today. <laughs> you know, it's like a fan base. But um, I guess um, a question I want to ask next is, 
I think most people are very curious to know what a life like a blogger is like. Um, yeah. Do you want to give some background to the real life of a blogger? Sure. Um, you know, most of my time is spent by myself at the computer. Mm-hmm. And you might, you know, you wouldn't think that because the images that you see are um, in beautiful places or with other people. But the, most of my time is really spent isolated at my laptop. Um, so... I mean, whether it's answering emails or planning the content or working with brands on sponsorships, everything that I do happens at the computer. Um, So that's what most of my day is. And then, you know, there'll be days during the week where I do have photo shoots scheduled and I can, you know, leave my computer and leave my desk and interact with people and style things. And that stuff is, that stuff is, you know, the really fun part. Um, But the majority of it is really kind of an isolated um, an isolated job. You're really by yourself the majority of the time. Mm. Do you ever feel, I mean, I guess you do because everyone does, but <laughs> do you feel this doubt, like, I'm not good at what I'm doing? Oh, like, yeah. Because it's just the isolation part, I think, sometimes eats you up. For sure. I mean, it's funny. Every time I'll meet with someone like you or – just have coffee with a friend they'll be like oh my god it looks like you're doing so well and in my head I'm like wait I am like but I haven't hit 50k Instagram followers but I Mm. haven't um you know made this much money or whatever it is there's always doubts and it's I'm I'm learning more and more how I want to measure my own success and how I really don't want to measure it based off of how much money's in my bank or how many followers I have, um, but it's easy to do that when that's so important to your career and you're also by yourself, so nobody else is telling you how good you're doing. You have to kind of come up with a measurement system yourself. Right. And I feel also society is giving us a measurement system. Yeah. Everything today is like, how many likes can you get on a photo? Right. You know, how many followers do you have? Mm-hmm. It's always about numbers and comparing yourself to others and it's always going to be someone who has more followers yeah. and getting more likes and you know making more money and if we're always comparing ourselves to that person or any mm-hmm. kind of person um you have a chance of not being that happy right um and i think it's really important that what you're doing right now is like how can i determine my own success what is success to me mm-hmm. and something that i've learned over the years it's like if you lower your expectations in life, not, not mm-hmm. saying I lower expectations in life, but I need less to feel happy today. Mm-hmm. Like just sitting outside in the sun and drinking coffee can make right. me really, really happy. It's easy to feel successful. Yeah. I think it's more about being realistic about what truly makes you happy. I think we might have the assumption that more followers will make us happy or more money will make us happy. But if you really think about your day-to-day and which moments bring you happiness then that's, I mean, there's your answer right there. Whether it's like sitting out in the sun, like you said, or having a good conversation with someone, like those are the things that truly make you happy. Yeah, and something that we actually talked about over lunch too, that your friend had told you. It's like, do you rather go to a party with like a thousand guests and not really know anyone? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather have like a dinner party and really interact with people? Mm -hmm. And I think in your case, you are a blogger because you actually truly want to help people. You want to give people advice. You want to feel connected with your audience. It's maybe not so much about the following itself, mm-hmm. but with that said, you do have a lot of followers. So, you know, in my in my world, compared to my own following, <laughs> you have a great following. So well, it's thanks. always funny, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you're just sitting like complaining about her followers right. and I'm not even there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just to remember is 
there's always going to be someone else to compare yourself to. And mm-hmm. if your happiness depends on that comparison, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But so talking about social media, um, because, you know, you have really no choice but to make that a big part of your business, especially mm-hmm. if you are a blogger. Um, do you ever feel pressured or stressed about that part of it? Definitely. Um, it's interesting because I think a lot of people on the outside judge how well I'm doing based on my Instagram following. And because of that, I have to grow it. And that number is important because when a brand looks at, you know, working with me, they're going to look at that number and they're going to base their decision off of that number because they want a return on their investment. So mm-hmm. it for me and for my business, it is important and having a strong following is important. Um, so naturally, I'm, I'm going to stress about that and always be working to grow it. Um, but I think another side of that is stepping back and thinking about, one, how much is Instagram affecting my business? And for me, most of my business is done on my actual blog, and Instagram is really just a supplement of that. So you know, remembering that helps me remember, okay, you shouldn't be putting all your focus on this because this isn't even you know the main focus of your brand. Um, and then another part of that is Instagram can affect your day-to-day. Like I don't want to be at the beach with my dog and my boyfriend on Instagram sharing that with my readers. I want to be enjoying that and enjoying my life. So um, remembering that and getting some perspective on you know what's more important to you is, is something I'm always thinking about as well. So um, I might... Um, sacrifice the growth of my Instagram because I'd rather be in the moment enjoying, you know, time with my boyfriend and my dog. And I think that's more important. So I'm okay with that. And a super healthy outlook on it. Because I think you can lose yourself in this fake world. For sure. I sometimes see it as, you know, it's an extra world that we dive into. Mm -hmm. Um, And I created a scenario in my head. It's like, you can be super content at what you're doing. Let's say, like, just creating a scenario. You're home. It's a Friday night. You don't feel like doing anything besides sitting in the couch with your mom eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. So you watch this really bad movie, but you're having a great time because you don't feel like doing anything else mm-hmm. but eating popcorn with your mom. And then you go on Instagram, for example, and see that your friends are at this party. Mm-hmm. They may be having a terrible time. Yeah. <laughs> and they're posting only because, oh, we have to show people they're having a good time. Not, like, saying that, but, like, people want to, you know, share what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is you're at home, you were super content, super mm-hmm. happy, and then you're now comparing yourself to someone else's life, and suddenly you're not as happy anymore. Because mm-hmm. now you get that, like, um, what do you even call it? FOMO? Yeah. It's like, yeah, FOMO is definitely a word for it, but like, oh, missing out. Maybe I should be there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's opportunity cost, as I was looking for. Uh-huh. Right? It's like, it could have been doing something else. What if that would have been better than being here? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something to be said about, like, having that extra life existing on social media is always going to, you know, nudging us of being like, are you happy enough? You know, mm-hmm. you could be doing this. Look at this person traveling all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Instagram is good and bad. And you have to learn how to find the balance within it. Yeah. And I, I think it's a lot about your approach to it and how you use it and why you use it. I think for me, that's just part of my business. So I'm always thinking of it as a reflection of, my brand and creating content that does the same thing that my blog does, which is offer helpful advice and 
inspire people, etc. But I think for other people who use it more personally, I think it's really in their control how they want Instagram to affect them. I think if they go on there um, and compare themselves to the photos they see, I mean, you're not going to be happy because those photos are just that. They're photos. They're not real moments. Um, you know, sometimes they are, and that's great, but you don't know what's behind that photo is the point. Um, so if you go on and you just kind of use it as a place to escape and to get some inspiration and, you know, fuel your creativity and connect with people as well, then that's great. Um, but I think if you go on there and and you, you know, analyze to the point where you're wishing your life looked like that, then it's not going to, you know, it's not going to help you in any way. And it's just going to make you feel bad about your life when you, you don't even really know what you're comparing it to because you're only seeing Something. a part of the picture. Right. And it's actually the reason I reached out and was like, hey, Amanda, we need to do this episode because mm-hmm. you had posted um, what looked like a fabulous like Saturday breakfast in bed and it was like this pile of pancakes mm-hmm. and everything looked super pretty and like perfectly put together and you were like happy and you know and then it's like hey please scroll to the right and uh, like this is a setup of a pancake breakfast this is my typical Saturday morning you were holding like a cup of coffee in a messy bed mm-hmm. um, and it's just like such a good indicator of like like it's just like such a good post about the reality behind a blogger Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, like of course you're gonna make you're gonna set up a photo shoot because you need good pictures, mm-hmm. you know, because that's gonna hone in the reader. Like it's the the creative part of things is so important um, to to get a message through, right? Um, but that's not saying that's your typical Saturday morning, right? So exactly. that's not really your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think my my thought process behind posting that Instagram photo was. Because I, I kept hearing people feeling really distraught when they go on Instagram and it made them feel really bad about themselves. And it's so important for me in the content I create to uplift people and make them feel empowered and never feel less than me. Mm. I want everyone to feel like we're on the same page, we're on the same level, on the same team. So that was kind of my way of, of saying that and showing you, hey, here's a photo you've probably seen on my blog. I loved this photo. I loved styling it. It was really fun. I got to, you know, it was a sponsorship, so it was with a brand, and that's great. But my real Saturday is not sitting in bed in really cute pajamas with my hair looking great in, you know, with a tray of pancakes and a, you know, huge smile. Like, that's that's just not realistic, and I don't want you, my readers, to ever feel like this is what your life should look like. Like, that's not the message I'm trying to portray. Um so I, without thinking, I just held my cup of coffee in front of me and I, my room was a mess and my bed was all messy and I snapped a photo and I was like, this is, this is reality and this is my real life and I love it. There's nothing wrong with it either. Um, but just to show that contrast and to show the real side of things I think is so important so people don't forget that, that what you see on Instagram is not everything. And also back to the simplicity of things, like maybe actually just a cup of coffee and a messy bed is more enjoyable mm-hmm. sometimes than a tray of pancakes and mm-hmm. all that messy. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that looks great right now, but right. you start eating and you have a mess. Yeah, so. a mess in your bed, you uh-huh. have to clean it all up. Yeah, very yeah. true. Um, so do you get a lot of advice from people about social media, you think? Um, do I get advice from yeah, people? people asking about it? Or? Oh, people asking me for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do usually... 
I get a lot of people asking, how do I edit my photos? Mm -hmm. And, you know, do you have a preset that you can share with me? And, I mean, I'm totally happy to share how I edit my photos and everything. I think what I find interesting is that not all of the people who come to me are bloggers trying to create a consistent brand or a consistent visual for their Instagram. A lot of the times it's just regular people who really want their photos to look gorgeous. And that worries me a little bit because I I don't want them to feel like their life needs to look as beautiful as all these styled images that I put so much time into. Um, Yeah, because this is your business, right? Like you actually invest in photo shoots and it's a return on investment because, you know, like you said, it's your business. So I think... People forget that. Yeah. Like, they're comparing themselves to a blogger who does it full-time. Right. Who has someone helping her or him taking photos, mm-hmm. edit those photos, set up the photo shoot, mm-hmm. um, have hours in their day to create blog posts. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, what you... This is what you do for a living. Um, yeah. If you have a full-time job or a family or, like, whatever, you don't... You're not, you're not going to have time to do that. Yeah. Um, and, like you said, it's kind of sad that... I think many people feel like their life has to look as polished as a regular blogger. Mm-hmm. Um, or even that Instagram needs to be a reflection of your life. I don't mm-hmm. really know where that assumption came from. I don't think I ever joined Instagram or joined Facebook thinking, you know, this needs to be an exact reflection of my life. Like my profile needs to be a reflection of my entire life. Because you can't get that from from pictures and there's so many things people don't you know can't see from a photo and don't know about me and my personality um so i'm not really sure why you know there is that assumption that these social media channels are supposed to reflect what your life is like yeah when you think about it you only post your highlights anyways yeah, you know of course and people say the same thing to me like oh your life looks great well you don't see when i'm in the city and like in the subway right or, you know, and i'm not hustling. gonna post that because that's not very interesting for people to see, right. you know, and that's okay. I mean, it's okay to just post the highlights. I don't think it needs to be a accurate reflection of, of your entire day. Um, but I think it's more how people receive the images and receive the posts on their end. And, you know, just remembering that this is just a social channel. And it's, you know, just to not take it so seriously, right. I guess. But so on the other spectrum of things... Um, you know, this is us talking about like how it could be, you know, negatively affecting the follower, mm-hmm. but you know, you are a public person, you share your life. Have you ever had any like trolls or those kind of like stories or situations where you felt really uncomfortable because you have been authentic about your life and that's backfired or? I've been pretty lucky to be honest. I, I mean, I've gotten maybe a negative-ish comment here or there where someone may not have agreed with what I've said or I don't know I I never none of that really sticks in my head Mm. um maybe because I I really try not to focus on on that and you know the more followers you have the more people there are with more opinions so the odds that everybody is going to agree with you and in your way of life are pretty slim so I don't take those comments to heart and I mean I might say something differently if I got a lot of negative comments every day I mean that that would probably 
um, be more. more yeah, yeah, I'm sure that would affect me more. Um, but I think I've actually been been pretty lucky so far. Yeah. Well, congrats. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that I have like trolls. It's just like it's easy, I think, because you are so, you know, it's it's so reachable. Yeah. Some people just have no life than to for sure want to hate on people and. When that happens, remember that this person doesn't know me, mm-hmm. and you can't take it too personally because. And even in real life, if someone says something rude to me or whatever, my first instinct is that their actions and their words are totally a reflection of what's going on with them, and really have nothing to do with me. So that's how I think about it. If someone comments something negative too, it's like, oh, this is much more reflection on what's going on in their life than on me and in my character. Yeah, totally. So kind of just to to wrap up the social media part of it, because I still think it's a really powerful tool. Yeah. I mean, I would not be where I am today, honestly, if it wasn't for Instagram. I think I made most of my connections in modeling and, like, my career and, you know, been inspired over and over through different life journeys due to my Instagram feed um, cause, because of the people I've chosen to follow and be inspired by. So it's really powerful in that sense, I think, that you can connect with people from all over the world and, you know, you can really let yourself be inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say, just to kind of leave it on, like, what's the, what, what would you say is a good balance of how to use it so it doesn't consume your life? Like I said, you don't want to be on the beach right. trying to enjoy your day and then having to capture everything. Mm-hmm. I think a good balance with Instagram is... You know, definitely remembering when you're in certain moments, if, if you're about to pull out your phone to post, just ask yourself, why am I doing this? And is it because you think other people, you know, might be excited by this thing that you saw and you want to show them and it, they might want to go look at it too? Or is it because you want people to think that this is your life and and you're worried about how people are viewing you. I think if you just ask yourself, why am I posting this? I think you'll get, you know, to the answer more quickly and be able to create a more balanced um, way of using Instagram because it it might stop you from, from using it so much and it might make you appreciate when you are using it and get what you really want out of it. Mm. That's good. I'm going to take that with me too. I actually deleted Snapchat for that reason. Really? Because I felt myself, like, just capturing my entire life. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not even, it's not healthy yeah. anymore. Enough is enough. Yeah. But then Instagram started with stories. And now yeah. I'm back at it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for everything. Um, so what's your next thing? Like, are you going to continue with this blog or? Yeah. For now, um, the plan is to keep growing the blog. Um, I will be turning 30 this year. Mm-hmm. And the blog's called Advice from a 20-something. So um, more to come on what happens with that. I don't want to announce anything quite yet because nothing is very final. Um, But there will be some changes this year. And I'm just kind of going through the motions and trying out, you know, different things to figure out what what those changes are going to be. But um, there'll be some changes, I think, now that 30 is on the horizon. Well, it's all about hate change here. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, and we actually touched upon this before too. Um, when we are going through changes, we may have a you know a game plan of like when things will happen and how it's going to happen. And it's something, especially if you are working with creativity or creative projects, you just kind of have to let it happen as it wants to happen. Definitely. Because if you're being too forceful with forceful with things, it may just not be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
and that sounds easier said than done. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely just letting the process happen as it's supposed to happen and just know that if you want things to change, you will make them happen. It just might take some time. Yeah, definitely. Well, Amanda, I kind of want to have you back because I feel like yeah. there's so many other topics <laughs> we could talk about. But to wrap this up about, you know, the social media part of everything and the mental health part, which I think is so important today because um, it's just a topic I think we don't want to talk about. And everyone is living in their own little bubble and thinking that, you know, it's just, you know, join the game and try to be perfect and try to be inspired by perfect people. And we forget about living life and just being in the moment. So thank you so much for coming here and sharing your thoughts about that. And um, I would like to wrap up with my final three. Thank you. Yeah. Um, before that, actually, uh, I want anyone who listen to be able to find you and follow you, of course, because we are trying to grow your business even more. Uh, so your website is? Adviceframa20something.com. And my Instagram is also adviceframa20something. And 20 with the numbers. Right? Yes, with the numbers two zero. And I will, of course, link all of this also in the episode. So check her out. She's mm-hmm. super cool, super inspiring, and helpful, giving advice to people. So my um, final three questions. Number one, um, you've probably given about like a thousand advices on your blog by now. Um, but if you were to choose one life advice that you've learned from your 20s, what would that be? There are no rules. That's one that I repeat to myself often. And it's that there are no rules when it comes to how to live your life, how your career path should go, how you should dress, how you should act. I mean, there are really no rules and there is no normal and I think remembering that um, helps you you know be more true to yourself and push away those thoughts that are saying you should do this or you have to do this you have to act like this Um, I think it's so important to know that there is no should and there are no rules and to just go with what feels right to you Amen to that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and number two then, here on Hey Change, we're all about positivity and good vibes and good news. And so um, what is one like news outlet or publication or blog or other media that you would suggest to the listeners for that kind of news and inspiration if you want to feel inspired? I There's another podcast that I really love um, called The Lively Show. And it's hosted by this woman, Jess Lively, and she is all about living a positive life and changing the way you think to be more positive and living with intention um, and learning how to listen to your intuition. So Mm. all of her podcasts kind of cover that topic in some way. And every time I listen to her, I feel uplifted and um, just empowered to be true to myself. Um, so I would definitely recommend her. Cool. And it's super important. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to prime yourself every day. Yeah. So what you choose to consume, especially in the morning, I think is very important. So maybe start the day with a podcast that makes you feel inspired. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Number three. Uh, it's New Year's Eve 2018. And you're about to give a toast to yourself and to the year that you spend. And uh, in this toast to yourself, you say, Amanda... I'm so proud of you this year because dot, dot, dot. because you listened to your gut and made some big changes 
in your career that felt very true to who you are and you weren't afraid to make those changes and I'm so glad that you got through them even though the process was was tough yeah cheers to that (laughs) yeah cheers cheers happy new year happy new year All right, that was it for this episode of Change. So I hope that maybe left you with something new to chew on. And if nothing else, maybe just a reminder to put your phone away every now and then and to actually enjoy life. Like right here, right now, in this very moment. I know it's so hard to forget sometimes and I have to remind myself all the time, but it is super important to not just make our life and our world to be about social media. And guys, thanks for listening and thanks for staying with me on this journey. And for any new listeners out there, hi and welcome on board. I'm super excited to have you here. And before you leave, I just want to ask you for a tiny favor. And that is if you can head over to iTunes and review this podcast. The more help I can get from you, the more I can grow. So all I can say to that is thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, until next time, have a great day and remember to stay hungry and curious and happy because you know what? Life is right now.